some people might ask why we love horror. Is it the kills? Is it the effects? But sometimes what really draws me into the movies is an incredible performance. No, mine's the uh, mine's the effects. <laughs> well, on this episode of Body Bag Podcast, we are going to be talking about the top 10 best performances in horror. Just the men. Yeah. Last time we did the ladies, so now we're going to do the men. And I actually got it done correctly this time. Yeah. There's no, I had no power of editing to make it seem like Chris knew how to do this top 10. I got it all nice and written down. Yeah. <laughs> so are we going to do it like we did last time? Start from 10, work our way to 1. Sounds good to Come me. Here. Yeah. But before we get started, I do want to shout out honorable mention of yeah. an actor I couldn't put on the list because the movie he was in was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But we're talking strictly the acting performance because you put Jamie Lee Curtis for H2O in last one. Yeah. So, uh, but what's your what's your honorary mention? Andrew Devinoff, the Jin from Wishmaster. Okay. Yeah. He he was definitely the most interesting thing of the movie. Yeah. He seemed like the only one that cared about that movie. So in a, in a sea of people not really caring. Yeah. I feel like that performance at least we shouted out. Yes. I, I, I will allow the honorary mention because I think I honorary mentioned Eva Green last time just because I have the hots for her. Yeah. So <laughs> if anything you can I will allow the gin to make his way on the list. But I actually am very happy with this list because I don't because th- last time I think we had a good amount of crossover, especially near the end. Yeah. So do you want to get us kicked off with number 10? All right. So for my number 10, I have John Jarrett playing Mick Taylor in Wolf Creek. Okay. Uh, you, how about we, we give our answers and just a little explanation why they're on the list? I think he took this almost a, it's a loosely based on a true story and he took this character and had this perfect mix of like just being such a sinister guy and also being able to play like the helpful citizen to lure people in and then also he looks like him and freddy would get along yeah all right and plus if you think of wolf creek i can't think of anything other than mctaylor i I couldn't tell you any of the other people's names yeah, they didn't do a good job with the uh, other characters, but Mick Taylor, they got it right. Um, I think that I have a decent contender, uh, and I'm anxious to see how this goes. But number 10 for me is David Howard Thornton as Art the Clown. Okay. Talking about, I don't remember any of the characters' names except category. I think my number 10s and 9s are, are reserved for like up-and-comers, I usually put, but... Yeah. Uh, Terrifier's been getting a lot of love. Yeah, a lot of love. Uh, not no small part due to David Howard Thornton. No, in his performance. Yeah, they each have their merits in different way. Because uh, David Howard Thornton had to rely a lot on like facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Because I'm pretty sure he didn't have any lines in the movie. Who art? No. Yeah. No, I don't believe so. Is much facials, like yeah, much like Michael or Jason, he's very much a silent killer. Yeah, and unless he's well, silent until people are screaming or he's like using a chainsaw or something. But yeah, who but, do you think deserves the number ten spot? Yeah, but also on that, like unlike Jason and Michael, 
he has multiple different expressions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I will also say that this is also a recency bias thing because uh, Terrifier is, well, it's been around for a little bit, but the but art is now starting to kind of be getting a lot more traction. Yeah, I still haven't seen the second one. Me neither. Um, and I've seen Wolf Creek maybe twice in my life. Yeah, I've seen Wolf Creek 1 and 2. Both good movies. Now, in terms of a villain, I think art probably has a little more stopping power. In terms of villain, yes. Um, we're talking performances Performance. here. Yeah. Um, I guess... I think I would have to go with John Jarrett McTaylor. Because, you know, he does have facial expressions well and he but he also delivers his lines how about you put perfectly. a star how about you put a star next to this one ones that we can't come to a consensus right off the bat we'll revisit all right so we'll put a star next to this one and then we'll see which ones we can agree on and which ones we can be like nah, i think we should uh you know go to bat for it or anything that we don't uh get scored we can put it to online yeah <laughs> all right so how about nine number nine i have Nathan Basil, Leslie Vernon. Oh, oh it's, it pains me because I have Jigsaw up in here from Saw 2. Oof. Um, go ahead and defend your answer. I mean, this is a guy who was in a movie with almost no budget, no marketing. But this movie has become like the cult following movie. <laughs> Leslie it's Vernon. not mainstream, but... Um, Every horror fan loves this movie. Leslie Vernon's mask should be our logo. (laughs) Yeah. And, I mean, it's a big part of his performance. The way he's able to switch from being, like, almost carefree and joyful to super serious killer. I mean, we've mentioned him God knows how many times on the show. Yeah. And my number nine, right? Yeah, Yeah. Jigsaw 2. Well... Jigsaw one was like, or uh, Saw one was like, everybody remembers that ending. Yeah. But Jigsaw never really got a whole lot of lines. He got a couple of like off screen stuff and you hear his voice obviously in the tapes, but yeah. Saw two is where we actually got to see him on screen acting. Yeah. Alongside other people. And I just think further, uh, Saw one had the better ending. Saw two had the better character development that we got to see from jigsaw from tobin bell so that's why he makes my number two or he that's why he makes my number nine yeah surprised i kind of forgot about tobin bell when i was making the list but i was trying to think of which saw to do but i was like you know saw my my, a lot of people would probably say saw one is the better movie and it probably is but you get more jigsaw and yeah his performance in two is way better and most of it's just talking oh yeah I don't think you're going to have to fight me too hard on this one because I forgot about Leslie Vernon and I think it would just be criminal not to have him on the list. Yeah, we have to go with Leslie Vernon and nine. Um, So it's just a nuanced performance and he nails it. And it's a shame you don't see the guy in much anything else. Right. I think he uh, teaches acting classes in L.A. now. Appropriate. Yeah. Hey, good for that guy. Yeah. All right, so our, he's great. Our first consensus, number nine. Yeah, Nathan uh, Basil as Leslie Vernon. All right. All right, what's your number eight? Michael Gross as Burt Gummer in Tremors. Oh, that's a good one. I went with uh, Anthony Perkins from Psycho. 
Anthony Perkins was going to make it on my list at some point, but I actually didn't. I actually don't have a lot of the heavy hitters on my list. I'm going to have to defend my Burt Gummer on this one. In a series that's already kind of like goofy. Yeah. Like Burt stands out. He's been in, I think, all of them, hasn't he? No, yeah, he hasn't. He yes, he's been in all of them. All of them, yeah. He became the main character, I think, in the third one. They said. Yeah, I've seen the first four. I think I watched five, and I was gonna watch the sixth one. I just haven't got around to it. When it got to get, when it got to be around like five or six, then I was like, all right, uh, I started kind of teetering yeah. off. But the first three are solid. I think we're gonna have to go with Burt Gummer because I, Psycho's a great movie, and his performance is great. But I love Tremors, and Burt's a big reason for it. <laughs> Sorry, Anthony, I, I'm not denying your place in cinematic history, but you can't. We love like, you, but, but yeah. I love Burt Gummer more. <laughs> exactly. It's, I'm mad that he's not on my list. Um, hey, we had, well, I, that's two somewhat comedic performances that made it on this horror list. Yeah, it shows. Uh, horror and comedy go hand in hand. Yeah, it definitely shows our taste. All right, so all right, so we've agreed with number nine and number eight. Yeah. All right, seven. This one might uh, trip us up a little bit. All right, what is your seven? John Cusack from Room fourteen oh eight. Okay. And I have Tony Todd from Candyman. Ooh. Um, I was gonna go with Jack Nicholson yeah. from The Shining, but I wanted to go with movies that I watch a lot more of and i've watched room 1408 probably way more than i've watched the shining but they're both the uh, stephen king stories yeah one's I just shorter than the other probably seen 1408 one time it's a good movie and for this is yeah, also not, i'm not hating the movie I, just, oh, I know yeah I just, yeah this actually combines a lot of stuff that i normally don't care for in horror movies like I'm never I'm not a big paranormal guy when it comes to horror movies. There's a couple yeah. that I like. I mean, I just mentioned Shining yeah. and this one's on my list. But not only is this a paranormal movie, but it's a PG-13 one. And this was actually creepier than a lot of rated R movies. So this gets my uh probably my favorite PG-13 horror. Okay, yeah. I mean, I went with Tony Todd cuz just like the gravitas he has in his performance and mm -hmm. he just has an incredible screen presence in the role as Candyman, and very uh dedicated allowing all those bees to get on him exactly like, though he did have it in his claws but even still he still was yeah had to he be made out money there with every the, time he got stung still that's he was still out there with the bees on in his mouth and stuff and i heard it somewhere that um um, him and the main actress would ballroom dance between takes in order to uh, ballroom dance together between either between takes or at some point before shooting so that they could have like this kind of like intimate on air chemistry. Oh, I didn't know that. That's actually because it's supposed to be kind of a seductive thing yeah. with Candyman. Yeah, um, it, it's like they're doing a dance the entire movie like. All right, so He's now slowly seducing her, but mm -hmm. yeah. All right, so now is Candyman better than? Uh, it's obviously more popular than yeah. Room fourteen oh eight. I think I have to stick to Tony Todd because I feel like his performance is more uh, memorable. 
And John Cusack. I'm trying to go with not just memorable, but because John yeah. Cusack uh, played scared, played angry, played pissed off, played, had a, lot, a little bit more of a range in his acting than Tony okay. Todd did. Yeah, I'm, I'm like sitting here trying to remember 1408. So it it has been like 10 years. This is this is a good a uh, good. Uh, we might need to put a star next to this one. Yeah. Uh, because cause, uh, these are both in the good position. Like, the number seven position is is, is perfect, perfect for both of these. Yeah. So we'll put a... You want to put a star next to this one? Yeah. Yeah, we'll just come back to this one. Okay, I'm fine. On to number six. Okay. I have Dwayne Jones, Night of the Living Dead. I have John Hurt from Alien. For that one scene specifically. Uh, Wait, John Hurt was which one again? Chestburster. Oof. Okay. So, I mean, John Hurt, you know, was being relatively just like a normal part of the crew. Yeah. Up to this point, Uh, you know, he's fairly likable. You know, he's just kind of like a whatever role. He's just kind of off to the side, and then all of a sudden gives us the most memorable shot of the whole movie. Just. And they didn't tell any of the other cast, so we had to sell it. Yeah, acting normal next to you know he's in pain and then his chest bursts open. And you say Dwayne Jones. Dwayne Jones. Li- yeah, Night of Living Dead. I it's a historic performance, being the first African American lead in a movie. Not only that, like they didn't harp on that in the movie; they just let him be. A just character. let him be. Yeah. Yes, it was very yeah. nice that, like, uh, you know, if that movie was made nowadays, they would have to make it a point to say that it's a black man in the lead, which yeah. like, I think kind of takes like, away yeah. from takes away from something. If you're sitting there telling me what I'm saying, it's like, yeah, no, just let it, just let it yeah. unfold organically. Like in the movie with the uh, lead actress, when he's trying to tell her what to do, and you're trying to decide if she's not listening to him because she's in shock or because it's a black man telling her what to do. Yes. A lot of stuff that was yeah. unsaid. Yes. Now, is that is that because of the performance or is that because of the editing? That is true, too. Yeah. See, I'm not trying. That, that's the hard thing with these things because yeah. all of these are good movies. But So we don't want to necessarily. I feel like if I am going against, I'm going against Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're going against Alien Watcher 2. Both iconic, iconic movies. Yeah. Iconic movies. Iconic performances. And then. Do we need to put another star next to it? <laughs> No, I'm going to stay consistent, and John Hurt was the more memorable performance of the two, so yeah, I'll, I'll give I'd you that say, one. Yeah. That's, the, that's the thing, though. I don't, like, I, ever, for every one that we, that we say no to, but we have to make the list. Yeah. So, in this list, you know, some things are going to be above other things. Like, why on earth is that above this? <laughs> But you know what? It's the I list. Mean, we have to do it. <laughs> you want to make a compromise, and instead of us trying to figure out number 10, we put Dwayne Jones at 10. No, we have John. to make this We have to make this list as, as ridiculous. If it, if it was good enough for your number 10 or your number uh, 6 or whatever, then we have to we have to live and die by the choices we make. So All right. I say just put a star next to it. We'll come back because the so far we have two that we're like, all right, we definitely need to. Well, I mean, debate over this. This is the one I'm. The I most... think it, no, <laughs> I'm willing to concede to John Hurt. Oh, to John Hurt. Yeah, I know, but part of me is wondering if I should concede it to John Hurt. Um, 
I'll take it. I'll take John Hurt. I'll take yeah. the W for it then. We'll put John Hurt at six. Hashtag Chris hates progressive. Yeah. <laughs> progressive movies. Number five. Oh, I uh, have uh, Simon Pegg, Shaun of the Dead. Also, <laughs> I went with Ray Fiennes from The Menu. Oh, okay. Ray Fiennes was someone that I looked at putting on my list and then it just didn't happen. Well, I figured I'd put Anya Taylor-Joy on it. I have to put Ray Fiennes on this one. Yeah. He was... I love funny Ray Fiennes. Yeah, because and their back and forth really made that movie as incredible as it is. Only other time I've seen him very funny was in Bruges. Yeah. And a lot of people just see him as Voldemort in this, like, scowling. I, I think that dude is funny. Yeah, he is funny, but Simon Pegg's pretty funny, too. Shaun of the Dead yeah. was a phenomenon when it came out. Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing advertisements for it everywhere when it came out. Um, menu... I've said has been so far my favorite movie of 2023. Yeah, that well, it came out in 2022, but the, I I didn't see it till 20. I didn't see it till 2023. But. Yeah, for a great movie, it didn't have that good of marketing because I didn't know about it until January or whenever it came out on HBO. But that's kind of nice, though. You kind it's kind of yeah. like you know what I, I'm enjoy, it's like Leslie Vernon. I mean, I enjoy a movie that not a ton, a ton of people give. Yeah, I remember. To. Yeah, it, it does have that fineness of like stumbling onto a movie because i remember when i stumbled onto leslie vernon i was like this is incredible i'd say the same thing for Shaun of the dead though i don't think people thought Shaun of the dead was going to be as big as it ended up being that is true yeah because yeah i don't think i even watched any of like the <sighs> trilogy until a few years after they came out this is tough because i, I do we we love edgar wright on this show Edgar Wright is... Um, I'm willing to give it up to Simon Pegg just yeah. because I do acknowledge some recency bias as well. Yeah. I mean, it is a movie yeah. that I have seen, like, just two months ago. Yeah. But I think that you could sit down and enjoy Shaun of the Dead probably a little bit m- more often than The Menu. Yeah, and I've yet to go back and watch The Menu a second time, so... And, you know, it, it was, you know, the perfect slacker is the hero of the story kind of movie yeah it he is the perfect actor for that performance so so i'll give it to simon Pegg. okay simon Pegg at five all right and who do you got it for i'm gonna have to ask you if you would consider this one because it's technically psychological thriller but i always consider those a subsection of it um i'll i'll defer to you to let me know if you will accept this Leo DiCaprio and Shutter Island. I accept it because I've always considered Shutter Island like... Like a thriller? Thriller horror, yeah. All right, so I'm going to say Leo DiCaprio and Shutter Island. Okay. I have Vincent Price, House on the Haunted Hill. Dang. Uh, I'll say that he comes up, but a little further down for me. Really? Okay. Yeah. I kind of figured we'd probably have him at some point, but it would be... All right, but we got to figure out if he's going to be on this or is he going to be later. So, all right, so Shutter Island, we got Leo DiCaprio and Vincent Price. Yeah. Two heavy hitters. Heavy hitters. Uh, I will say that Shutter Island, probably next, next, right next to uh, 1408, one of my favorite uh, PG 13 horrors. Shutter Island is a great movie. Um, Martin I... Scorsese definitely had his more artistic. Oh, yeah. But this is Vincent Price. At his best. Well, then like, I suggest that. Great then I suggest best. you let me have this. That way we can put him higher on the list. 
Oh, but I like the three I have ahead of them. <laughs> you know what? This we're at number four right now. Yeah. Right? Well, oh. I was gonna say we could do like we did last time and just say what our five, our last top five are, and then try to sort them out from there. Sort them out from there if you want. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you want to tell me your five, four, three, two, one? All right. Well, we're on four, so it's Vincent Price. No, actually. No, because we're compromising like we did last time. We have the the whole point is that we have to fight for these. So, so no, it's Vincent Price from House on Haunted Hill, Hill versus, versus Leo DiCaprio on Shutter Island. I I love Leo, but I, I can't give it to him here. This is one I can't do. I have to give it to Leo because I think that Vincent. I, I can't give up my Vincent slot. <laughs> um. All right. So let's 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 just talk. Uh, I mean, we're again have to I live mean, and die by the choice. Yeah. Have to live and die we'll by die the choices, choices we make. So, yeah. I, uh, I mean, if we're talking about in the zeitgeist, House on Haunted Hill is well more well known. Yeah, but we're talking about Scorsese, Scorsese here. Yeah, but we're talking about Castle here. And Leo is a method actor. Yeah, he is. We're talking performances here, yeah. not movie. So I'm trying to separate the movie from the performance. performance. Yeah, and I mean this. I mean. I haven't seen all of Vincent Price's performances, but I've seen a good amount. Say this is probably his best performance. And I just think... You know what? Not having him on the list at all would be criminal. Uh, he would have made it if he just waited. <laughs> but um, live and die by the choices we make. I mean, yeah. I guess I say that, uh, I mean, Vincent Price does have an aura about him. Yeah. All right, I, I, you feel more passionately about having this Vincent Price slot, then we're, we're just gonna have to see who, what happens when it comes a couple more slots later. So, all right. all right, you can give it to him if you want for number four. Yeah, I'm gonna. I have to. All right, now on to our top three, and at number three, this is the performance that got me to love horror. For the movie, that got me to love horror. Matthew Lillard as Stu in Scream. I went with Oliver Jackson Cohen, who played Luke in Haunting of Hill House, the drug addict. Okay, that he did give a solid performance to that. He so, was my yeah. favorite character in the entire in the entire thing, just because. Well, you see, I'm I'm excluding yeah. his performance as a little kid, just because yeah. of, you know it's two actor, separate things. Yeah. But when you see what he went through, you can understand why he became addicted to heroin. Yeah, and you just feel yeah, you just feel awful for him the entire time you see everything because you see how it's from different points of view depending on what the episode is like man i just felt horrible for the guy you you can understand why his brother thinks that he's stealing from him but you just want to be like no it's not the case you don't understand yeah all right i mean i went with matthew willard because he's always at a tenuous performance always just acting his heart out. i just feel like he is an incredibly underrated actor and uh, I yeah. still just have that like nostalgia feeling of seeing Scream for the first time. See, I'm going against the uh, probably what's popular right now, but I think that uh, I think that the guy who plays Luke um, Oliver Jackson Cohen gave a more ranged performance. Oh, he definitely has a more nuanced performance. Uh, if I have to yeah. go with uh, now, now I'm not saying now Matthew Lillard definitely looks like he's having the most fun on screen. Oh yeah, but. If I'm going performance, I might have yeah. to go with Haunting of Hill House. If I'm going just on performance and 
if I'm going by what made me feel inside, um, I would say that uh, Oliver has it for me. Yeah, I'm going to have to give you three because it is. Uh, I enjoyed Matthew's Lord's performance more, mm-hmm. but his performance in Haunting in Hill House was better so i'll give you that at three personally i think that uh matthew lillard had better acting in 13 ghosts in all honesty more range yeah it's more range more range i'll say he plays Stu very well but i think but he plays like this crazy kooky dude you know in scream but i think in haunting a hill house or i think in uh 13 ghosts you know we see him like angry we see him like upset and scared and we you know what i mean so yeah he does deliver more range there, but his iconic performance will always be Stu. So yeah, all right. So or, or Shaggy and Scooby Doo. Yeah, I wasn't much for the uh, live uh, Scooby Doo movies. I don't know. They came out at, like the right time for me because I was like ten or eleven. I I'm sure I have great, yeah. my fair share of like live action mixed with CG, but uh, yeah. that one just never really hit me. All right, so number two, this one's my Vincent Price one. I got Robert England as Freddy Krueger. I have Vincent Price in House of Wax. Both burn victims. Yes. Both incredible performances. Both iconic. This is why I wanted yeah. to save Vincent Price, because I was like, all right, but uh, we've seen a couple of Vincent Price movies, but I just remember watching House of Wax for the first time and going, you know, in 10 minutes, this movie, because of Vincent Price alone, is 20 times better than the 2000s remake. In five minutes. Well, anything he's in is going to get better because of the screen presence he had. He's one of those actors that kind of, he's always going to steal a show in every movie he's in. So tell us why Freddy Krueger is better than Vincent Price. Well, it was an out-of-the-box concept that I think not a lot of people had faith in. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Robert England's performance in the original Nightmare on Elm Street created just this... I will say Old that, new horror monster. I will say that uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is probably more important than yeah. Uh, and his uh, performance, he he's dark, scary, and then he's also has a couple witty one-liners at the perfect time. So you got to account for the comedic timing of this performance as well. Yeah, this one's this yeah. one's a tough one because b- uh, both icons and both uh, both <sighs> staples in the horror. Yeah. Genre. But like I said, I feel like Vincent Price's performance in House on the Haunted Hill was better than House of Wax. That's where it becomes purely subjective. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. I mean, either way, Vincent Price is coming on the list. Yeah. I guess it works out because if it worked out the other way, then we would have Leo DiCaprio and no Freddy Krueger. Yeah. So, dang, I guess I got to give up both slots. Um <laughs> I gave up my Vincent slot, and I have to give up my Leo spot. Well, can you get the top spot? All right, what's your number, number one? one? Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Anthony Hopkins in Silence of the Lambs. Oh, how the hell did I forget about him? I thought you were would have gone with that when I had Clarice Starling in my uh, actresses. Uh, yeah. List. All right, I'm not budging on this one. Um, um, when they when, when Anthony Hopkins isn't even the bad guy or main character in this movie, but he's the most memorable part of the movie. He is the most memorable, and I love him even more when I heard him in an interview. And he and they were like, "Oh, did you do any preparation or anything like that?" He's like, "No, I just showed up and read the lines." <laughs> wow. I like. I appreciate yeah. your honesty, <laughs> Mister. Yeah. Uh, 
And then he explained why he's like, I, I wanted to, you know, he was written like as this crazy person and blah, blah. I wanted to show the intelligence of Hannibal, not the craziness, but the sane sign of Hannibal. Yeah. Like a person who's crazy, who obviously doesn't know they're crazy yeah. and is smart. I was like, all right. So, all right. That's uh, yeah. my, my pick and yours is uh jack nicholson which was hard for me not to put in yeah i mean it's just my go-to when i think about like iconic performances you think of jack nicholas in the shining but if we're talking straight performances i i'm uh, gonna have to fold here yeah i'm like kicking myself that i didn't put anthony hopkins on this list i mean i mean he is like i mean when i anthony hopkins is when i think of performances yeah i think well i mean the performance to me is uh silence of the lambs yeah so that would make my number one and two female male spot would be kathy bates and anthony hopkins that's a good that's a good movie right there waiting to happen right so you can see it i get that i can see it there yay like as soon as you said i'm like there's no beating that. I just had a brain fart and forgot to put them on the list. How many, uh, what numbers do we have stars next to? Uh, let's see. Uh, 10 and 7. All right. Let's 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 go back and talk about 10 and 7. What was number 10? Okay. I had John Jarrett McTaylor in Wolf Creek. And I had David Howard Thornton, Art the Clown. Yes. Mick Taylor <laughs> versus Art the Art Clown. Clown. Yeah. Just based on performances. It's tough because 10 and 9 are usually reserved for, I like them, but there may not be the best of performances, but I like it. You know what I mean? So I haven't seen Wolf Creek in years. I haven't seen Terrifier 2, and I haven't seen the first one since we reviewed it almost two years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we have to stick with what's on the list in this one. Uh, And what was our number? What was it? Seven? Seven, I had... John Cusack from 1408 versus... Tony Todd is Candyman. I'm willing to give that up to go to Tony Todd. Okay, yeah. And I'm willing to give a 10 to uh, Art the Clown. Excellent. Awesome compromise. I think we have ourselves a list. Yes. What's our What's our list going down 10 to 1? All right, so you got, what is it, David Howard Thornton as Art the Clown is number 10, Nathan Basil as Leslie Vernon, number 9, Burt Gunner as from Tremors at number 8. I forgot the actor's name. Uh, Michael Gross. Michael Gross. Number 7 is Tony Todd, Candyman. Number 6, John Hurt, Alien. Number 5 is Simon Pegg, Shaun of the Dead. Number 4 is Vincent Price, House on the Haunted Hill. Number 3, is it Oliver Cohen? Oliver Jackson Cohen. Oliver Jackson Cohen. Okay. Haunting on Hill House. Number two, Robert Englund, A Nightmare on Elm Street. It's Freddy Krueger. And the number one, Anthony Hopkins. We're going to have to... Silence of the Lambs. We're going to have to review Silence of the Lambs at some time. We really are, yeah. We should do the uh, Silence of... Or the uh, whole Hannibal trilogy. Do uh, Silence of the Lambs, Red Dragon, and um, Hannibal. This is kind of what I wanted more of in terms of making these lists. Yeah. Minimal crossover, but we managed to come to a consensus. Yeah. All right, so we still have it in us to do another top 10, I think. And you said you had an idea for it. Our top 10 scientific experiments gone wrong. Okay. That's like scientific creations or you, uh, the person was trying to do this. Science, uh, basically the crux of the movie is that the reason why things are bad right now is because of some science gone wrong. All right, yeah. I think that one would be good. It'd be, yeah. uh, it'd be a couple of, I'm sure a couple of like, 
are you gonna count this are you gonna count yeah. that kind of thing i think i think that one's open-ended enough i like that one so top 10 science experiments gone wrong yeah but uh th- that one might be our last top 10 though of this season of this season yep but uh well we're, we're, we're slowly figuring out what we're going to be doing for next one yes we are it's going to be exciting so you guys keep listening and thank you to everybody all of our followers all of our guests of this season we appreciate you as always and um with me as always broke rider dave and i've been chris thomas have a good week everybody hey everybody thanks for listening to body bag podcast be sure to like and subscribe and leave us a comment as to what you'd like to hear us review or any horror movie topics you'd like to hear us rant and rave about and while you're at it you can find us on twitter at body bag pod and on instagram at body bag podcast thanks and we'll see you next time